praise the Lord. You know, I want us to take this song, um, the first song you sang. You know, I, I really want us to take that song before we get into the word this morning. We fall down, I lay our crown at the feet of Jesus. Come on now. We cry, holy, 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 we cry, holy, 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 we cry, holy, holy, is a Let's take it one more time. We lay our crown at the feet of Jesus, the greatness of a mercy and love at the feet of Jesus. We cry holy, holy, holy. We Father, we thank you today. We'll bless your name. And Lord, we pray for understanding of the word this morning. Grant us revelation from your word. Thank you for the privilege, Lord. In Jesus' name, and everybody say amen. amen. Okay, my name is Benjamin Arazu. Um, it is a privilege to be here this morning. Um, um, originally, I'm from Nigeria, but um, I'm here right now. Praise God, and I, I'm so excited, you know, preaching the word of God in this place. Uh, your pastor has been a good friend of mine, and uh, we love him, we appreciate him, and uh, we also thank God for this, uh, the church. This morning, without wasting of our time, we're going to look into the word. Uh, I'll be talking about the essence of God's uh, the essence of the knowledge of God's word, the essence of the knowledge of God's word, the essence of the knowledge of God's word. We are living in a time, and I know everybody knows that, we are living in a time and season that um, uh, there's a lot of confusions and Issues going on, and uh, and I believe one of the things that is going to help the believer is to actually have an understanding of God's word. Uh, you know, we are living in a in a time that um, we are being fed with all kind of junk out there, but a believer should be able to have an understanding of of the word of God, the, the effect or what the Word of God can do in the life of a believer. You know, it is very essential, it is imperative that a believer walk with that understanding that he has in the Word. 
So it is, it's, we cannot overemphasize uh, the, 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 how important it is for us to understand the Word of God. And, and when I say understanding the Word of God, I'm not talking about having a mental asset of the Word. I'm talking about having a revelation of Jesus. Can we say together, having a revelation of Jesus? <laughs> say it as if you mean it. Having a revelation of Jesus. <laughs> okay, let's look at the Word of God this morning. We are picking our verse from the book of Second Peter chapter 3. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Man, I like it. You are opening the word, you know, opening the Bible. That is awesome. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18. And the, the Bible says, but grow in grace. Someone said, grow in grace. I'm sorry, you know, I like if I'm teaching or preaching, you know, I won't respond, okay? I'm sorry. We are not used to that, but I'm used to that. Amen. <laughs> you know, the Bible says, but grow up in grace. But grow in grace. You know, before we continue in this verse of the scripture, the things I want us to know about grace. You know, grace, the Bible says we are saved by grace. That's the work of God. But growing in grace is your responsibility. I'll say it one more time. The Bible says we are saved by his grace. That means we are saved by God's graciousness. We are saved by his power, by his might, by his love. But we have to grow. In grace. That means it's not just enough that you are saved by the grace. You need to grow in that grace. So the Bible, look at it, look at it, go back to where we are reading. It says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Now that means I want you to look at that verse. That the two things I want us to look at that verse very clearly. One, he said, but grow in grace. And that word and the word and in a Greek word, it means chi, it means. That is, it's trying to explain what grace is. It's about grow in grace that is in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Now, that means the word of God gives us information on how to grow in grace. Remember, we are looking at the how essential or the essential of the word or the knowledge of the word of God. The knowledge of the word of God makes the believer grow. A believer cannot grow by thinking outside of the word. A believer cannot grow by biology. 
A believer cannot grow by science. A believer cannot grow by playing games. A believer grows by the word of God. Come on, can I hear amen now? Praise God. A believer grows by the word of God. That means growth is deliberate for a believer. A believer grows deliberately. You don't grow by wishful thinking. You don't grow by thinking to grow. You grow because you deliberately want to know the word of God. So the Bible says here, look at it again, but growing grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to to him be glory, both now and forever. Now, I want you to know one thing here, Apostle Peter was actually this was his last letter to the church and the only thing he was able to tell the church is that you need to grow up now can you look at somebody beside you and tell him or her you need to grow up now you know I have two girls and one boy and my desire is that I want them to grow God's desire for every one of us is to grow up, to grow in his knowledge, to walk in his understanding. Now look at your Bible, First, First Timothy. First Timothy chapter 2. The same God, First Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. First Timothy chapter chapter two. Oh, we can actually start from verse three. First Timothy chapter two, verse three and verse four. Can we can we read it together? One to go. For this is good. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay. Let's do one more time. One, two, go. For this is good. Stop. This is good. Now, have you, you know, test some food and you say, this is good. <laughs> now, the Bible is giving us you know, what is good? What, what is good? What is good? Okay, let's go ahead. Let's read it together one more time. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Verse 4. Can we read together? Verse 4. Who will have all men to be saved and do what? So it is God's responsibility to have all men saved. But it is the responsibility of those that are being saved to come to the knowledge of the truth. So the question here is that, how should I grow? Now, for me to grow, I have to value the word of God. 
I have to value the word of God because the Bible says, come to the truth. Come to the truth. Oh, sorry, come to the, to the knowledge of the truth. So the question is, what is the knowledge of the truth? Now go back, look at verse 5. Look at verse 5, we see the knowledge of the truth. For this is one God, for there is one God, brother, and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Now that means for a believer to grow, a believer has to prioritize the word of God. You have to prioritize the word of God. I have to prioritize the word of God. I have to see how important the word of God is. We are living in a, in a time and season of the nations that people are running away from the word of God. They don't value God's word. They don't look at the word of God as something important. But I want to tell you, church, the word of God remains the same. The word of God never changed. And the word of God can never change. And if you as a believer want to grow, you have to learn how to prioritize the word of God. Let's go back to 2 Peter again. 2 Peter chapter, chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 16. He said, but grow in grace. But grow in grace. But grow in grace. And in the knowledge of our Lord. And Savior Jesus Christ. So, so the Bible was specific here. That means I have to have absolute understanding of what God has done. The believer must have absolute understanding of what God has done. You must have absolute understanding. Why? Look at your Bible. Philemon, the book of Phil- Philemon or Philemon. Chapter 1, verse 6. Philemon is one chapter. It's before, oh sorry, after Titus. If you are there, say amen. If you are not there, say wait for me. Oh, <laughs> wait. Philemon chapter 1, is only one chapter, verse 6. And the Bible says, can we read together? One, two, go. <laughs> that the communication of thy faith may become effectual. No, I said we'll read it together. I was just hearing my, only my voice. Let's read together, please. One, two, go. Now that means my faith can be effective. Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. My faith, your faith can be effective by acknowledging. The word acknowledge means recognize. Recognize. That word acknowledge means having precise understanding. Have absolute understanding of what you have received. So that means one of the excess or essence of, uh, of the knowledge of the word of God is effectiveness in the faith. 
effectiveness in the faith. Meaning, a believer cannot be effective outside of the knowledge of God. Your faith will not be effective. That means you can't be effectual. The word effective means you know, another word of effectual or effective means productive. So a believer productivity is as a result of how much of the knowledge of the word he or she has. You know, some people say, oh, I'm, I don't know, I'm, 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 I don't know what is going on about my faith. No, you study the word. Give yourself to the word of God because the more you study the word of God, the knowledge of God's word cause you to be effective. So the Bible says there, look at it again. Philemon chapter 1 verses that the communication, the word communication there means sharing, distributions, that's what it means. Or fellowship, that's another word, communication that means. It means distribution, that means a believer has ability to distribute his faith. But that ability to distribute your faith cannot be effective outside of knowledge of the Word of God. So the communication, the sharing of your faith, the distributions of our faith. Now, another thing I want us to get out from that scripture is that, you know, a believer ought to. It's very imperative that a believer distribute his or her faith. And how do you distribute your faith? You share your faith. You let people know about what Christ has done in you. You, know people know, you let people know what Jesus is capable of doing. You know, I, I, was, I was sharing with some, some men last few days. I, you know, I told them my father served the devil for 75 years in Nigeria and I remember when I came to Christ, my father does not want to see me. My father kicked me out of the house. But I've been praying for my father to know Jesus. Because it is my responsibility that I've known him. I have to share my faith. You know, I want to, I want to ask you this profound question this morning. How many have you shared your faith with? We don't just have the faith to keep it for ourselves. We have the faith to share it. Let people know what Jesus has done in you. Now, sharing your faith is not the responsibility only for the pastor. It's the responsibility of everyone that has come to receive Jesus. Jesus has put the light in us so we can share it out. Let people know the ability of God, the power that is in Christ Jesus. But for you to do that, the Bible says you must acknowledge. You must know. You must know. If I may ask you, how much do you know? Now listen to this. The degree you know about Jesus will determine the degree you function in the faith. The degree you know about Jesus will determine the degree you function in your walk with God. Now, it, God's mind and God's idea is not just for us to receive him and stay in a four wall 
It is the will of God for us to share our faith and let people know what Jesus has done. And you can't do that outside of the word of God. So a believer needs to prioritize the word of God. So look at the Bible one more time. Look at the book of Acts chapter 20. Acts of Apostles chapter 20. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 20. So the word of God is God's, is, is, is the life of God. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. The essence of God's, or the essence of the knowledge of the word of God is for afraid to be productive. Afraid to be productive. And the word of God build us up. Build us up. Look at it, uh, Acts chapter 20, verse 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God. Now, this, this was Apostle Paul right, talking to the church in Ephesus, probably before he departs. Now, he was commending. The word commending means he was, you know, it's like when you, when you refer someone to somebody. You know, he was commending. Now, if I'm going to recommend someone to someone, it must be somebody I know. Now, Apostle Paul have benefited from the word of God. He have seen the power that is in God's word. And he was able to look at people say, I am commending you. I am recommending the word to you. Friends, there's something about the word of God that is so powerful that if you can lay hold of God's word, you will never be deficient. You will never be troubled. You will never get confused. A lot of people are confused today because they have not taken hold of God's word. Look at what he said. He said, I commend you. Brother, I commend you to God and to what? And to the word of his grace. What will the word of his grace do? Look at, look at it. It's there. Which is able. Can, we hear, can I hear which is able? Say one more time. Which is able. Uh, and what, what is he able to do? Look at it. Which is able to do what? To tear you down? Uh-huh. So whenever you are down, that means you are looking at something you shouldn't look at. The word of God has ability to build us up. It has ability. There's a, there's a spiritual ability in God's word to build us up. You want to be high? Get to the word of God. You know, I was, I was talking to this kid. Uh, he said that, he liked to be high. I said, I said, I said, awesome. I said, I will show you what will make you high. I said, yes, I have something. I have something that will make you high. He said, really? I said, yes. He said, how can I pass to have something that will make somebody? I said, I have what, what you can take now. It's going to make you high. He said, hey, I want, to, I want that. I said, look at the Bible. 
<laughs> the Bible says, look at it. The Bible says, which is able. There's an ability. You know, you know, you know, I, I don't know about you. You know, some of us or uh, some people, whenever they are in trouble, they don't look at the word of God first. They look help from somewhere, from I don't know wherever you look for help, but I don't know about you, but me, anytime there are challenges, I look at the word of God. Because the Bible says his word is able to build me up. Now look at, let's finish that. His word is able to do what? Build me up and do what? And give us what? Inheritance. Is it? Is it what your Bible says? And to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Praise God. There is inheritance in the word of God. Now, when I talk about inheritance, I'm not talking about material things. Because if the inheritance God gives to us is material things, we're in trouble. Because there's a lot of people that are not born again. They have a lot of inheritance more than some Christians. I'm not saying God doesn't bless, but if your, your focus about God is on things he will give, you are going to get frustrated because things expire. Things of this world expire. But when the Bible talks about inheritance, it's talking about the righteousness we have in Christ, the freedom we have in Christ, the forgiveness of our sins. Come on, am I here? And someone get to what I'm saying? The forgiveness of our sins and protections we have in Christ. The word of God is able to give us such inheritance. That is the essence of God's word, the knowledge of God's word. Now, if you don't take the word of God deliberately, if you don't read the word of God, if you don't take the word of God as it is, you discover that your life will be full of confusion. Whether you like it or not, Jesus remains the joy, the peace that people are looking for. And we have it. But that word can only be productive in us if we take advantage of it. Now look at your Bible one more time. Look at the, the first Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. The essence of God's word. It builds us up. The word of God builds us up. Hallelujah. Can we say it together? The word of God builds us up. Say one more time. Well, one more time. Okay, look at look at uh, first Peter chapter. Did I say chapter two? Oh, okay. First Peter. Praise God. Chapter two. Verse 1, the word of God, if, if you're writing, you may write this one down. The word of God enables us to overcome sin. The word of God has ability to enable us to overcome sins. Look at it from verse 1, First Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Wherefore, lay aside all malice and all guilt and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking. How? Verse 2. 
as a newborn babes desire sincere milk of the word that you may do what? Grow thereby. So the word of God has ability, I mean, to enable us to overcome. You know, you know, you know one of the problems uh, some Christians have is that they try to analyze their problem. They try to analyze what they are not doing well. But God never asks us to do so. The word of God asks us to desire the word of God. By desiring the word of God, what happened? The Bible says you grow. Look at it. Go back to that. Let's look at it one more time. First Peter chapter 2. Verse 1 and verse 2. We are for laying aside all malice, all guilt, hypocrisies, envies, and all evil speakings. As a newborn babe, desire the sincere milk of the word that I may grow by or grow dear by. That means I, win, I can't overcome sin by myself. Sin can only be overcome by the word when you pay attention to the word of God. Now, because the word of God has ability, there is inherent ability that God has released in his word that is capable of helping us overcome everything. Everything. I, I remember whenever, whenever I have my focus on God's word, I discover things that I have been trying to give up before. I find it very easy to give up because I focus on the word. That is the essence of God's word. The essence of God's knowledge is for us to live victoriously all the time. Again, the essence of God's word or the knowledge of God's word is for us to live victoriously all the time. I want to say one more time, it is the pop, one of the purpose of the knowledge of God's word is for us to be victorious all the time. I, I know some of you may be thinking, all the time? <laughs> Does it really make sense? No, it can't be all the time. Well, the Bible said all the time. Hallelujah. The Bible said all the time. And I'll show you that quickly in the scripture. Look at your Bible. Hallelujah. Praise God. All the time. First John chapter 5. Verse 4. First John chapter 5, verse 4. Hallelujah. Are we there? (laughs) 
for John chapter 5, verse 4. And it says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh some of the world. <laughs> what? What did he say? Some of the world? Or maybe my Bible is different from yours. <laughs> Amen. Maybe I'll look for, I'll change my Bible. Let's read it together one more time. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh few of the world. No. No. You see, you have overcome it. The word. You know, my daughter wrote to me recently, and, and you know, my, my family is in Nigeria, and they, they will join me soon. Now, the, my daughter wrote to me and said, Dad, I'm, I'm going through some things, and, and it's affecting my faith. I, I, I said, okay, affecting your faith. And I asked her a question. When do you need your faith? You don't need your faith when things are going normal. You don't need your faith when you are healthy. You don't need your faith when all things are rosy to you. You need your faith when there is trouble. I, I, I said, hey, hey, baby, this is when you need your faith. She said, yeah, 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 I've forgotten. This is when I need my faith. The word of God said, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. That means the world has no ability to overcome the believer. Irrespective, now, now get me right, irrespective and of any challenges of life, the world has no ability to overcome the believer. Even in the midst of that challenges, you have ability to overcome. Now, it's only come through the knowledge of the word of God. Now, look at verse 5. Oh, sorry, let's finish verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Verse 5. Who is he, in case if you don't understand verse 4, I love how John put it. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that do what? Believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Now turn your Bible again to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. I'm sorry if I'm giving you too much of scripture. But you can't be effective if you don't know scriptures. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Can we read together? One, two, <laughs> go. Now, be... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I, want, I want us to pronounce that word now. Now, okay. That now means now. <laughs> it means now. That means it doesn't expire. 
you know, you know one of the things that actually will help you to uh, understand the word is like pay attention to the tenses in the scripture. It is going to help us. He said, now, that means <laughs> it's now. Now. Okay, let's go ahead. He said, thanks be unto God, which sometime, oh man, please, let's read it. And if my Bible is different, I will change it and get yours. Okay, let's go ahead, go ahead. Verse 14. Now thanks be unto God, which sometime. Oh, maybe I need your Bible. You take my own. Praise God. <laughs> now, what's the mean of always? <laughs> Come on, what's the mean of always? All the time. All the time. He's faithful. God is faithful all the time. He's faithful at all time. Faithful at all time. You know, but sometimes we think that he's not faithful. You know, one of my daughter again wrote to me. You know, my son is just 11 and uh, he doesn't like me so much. Amen. <laughs> He, he, he's mama boy. He's like my, my he, actually my wife, when, when I have two girls, my, I told my wife I'm satisfied with the two girls. She said she need a boy. I said, you need to talk to God to give you a boy. And we prayed actually. She became pregnant and when, when she was pregnant, I asked her a question. What if this pregnancy is a girl? What would you do? She said she would go for another one. I said, no way. But <laughs> So, but I had my two girls. I, my wife was working, and when she had the babies, I was the one that babysit all my girls. You know, I, I take care of them. So, kind of, whenever they run into some issues, you know, they, they shoot me email or text. And so, my second girl wrote to me again and said, if, if you remember in the scripture, Jesus prayed for a man that was blind, and Jesus asked the man, can you see? And the man said, I'm seeing men like a tree. Have you come across the scripture? Have you seen that in the Bible? The man, the man said, I, I'm seeing my, men like a tree. You know, I wonder how he seen men like a tree. He was blind. But Jesus took him out of the town. So my daughter asked me a question. If God is so powerful the way you think, you say and preach, why didn't God, the first time he lay hand upon the blind guy, the guy would have seen without seeing men like a tree? Oh, I said, I say, God, I listen to this. The problem is not from Jesus. The problem is from the man. He said, why? Because I believe the power of Jesus can be effective at all times. So I told her, if you read the Bible, the Bible says, woe to Bethsaida, that if the work that has been done in Bethsaida was done in Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented. Now, that means Bethsaida was full of unbelief. And this man that was blind, that Jesus prayed second time or two times, was from Bethsaida. 
The purpose of Jesus taking him away from the Bethsaida was because Bethsaida as a whole is a nation full of unbelief. And that unbelief is still in the man. So Jesus had to take him out where probably he will be able to see the power of Jesus. So that was the reason why Jesus had to do that second time. And she said, so does it mean that God had to answer prayer second time? I said, well, Jesus will stick with you to help you to grow and, and you have whatever you want. Look at that scripture one more time. Look at that scripture again, Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. I want us to read it together. Now, thanks be unto God, which... Oh, okay, I have, your, I have the same Bible with you right now. Always cost us to do what? To triumph in Christ and make it manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. <laughs> Always. So what does that mean? Now, if you look at the, down, the last portion of that verse, it says, make it manifest, the savour. The word savour there means fragrance. Fragrance of his knowledge by us in every place. So that means in every place, in every place, in every nation, in every location, that somebody that have the knowledge of God is, you have ability to overcome. You have ability to overcome. See, I, I cannot overemphasize the ability of God's knowledge. I can. I've seen it. I've seen what the knowledge of God's world did in my life and in my family, and everything about me, even in my home, see my father coming to the knowledge of Christ, it is ability of the word of God. The word of God has ability to change life. The word of God has ability to transform destiny. Men are changed by the word. Men are changed by the word of God. Now, if you can stick on the word of God, this word has ability to enable us. It has ability to help us. It has ability to encourage us. Even in the dull moment of our life, the word of God has ability. Look at, uh, because of my time, look at the scripture. Look at the book of uh, Ephesians. Now, if the word of God has such ability, what are my responsibilities? My responsibility is to do what? To study the word. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Apostle Paul was writing to the Ephesian church. Now, if you under, I know you do. If you understand the book of Ephesians very well, you discover that from chapter 1, he told them what Christ had done, the ability of the Spirit of Christ. Chapter 2, he let them know how he, does, he did that. In chapter 3, look at in chapter 3, verse, verse 2. He said, if you, heard, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, word, how that by revelation, verse 3, 
how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words. Now look at verse 4. It's very instructive. He said, whereby when you read. So I have a responsibility. When you read, you may what? Understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. That means no matter how powerful is the word of God, if you don't read it, you won't understand how powerful is the word of God. You have a responsibility. I have a responsibility. And my responsibility is to study the word. You know, I, I, I've had some people say that if it's God's will for me to study the word of God, God will tell me to study. Well, you're going to wait for life. Because God cannot compare you to read the Bible. Hallelujah. But you have to take a responsibility to read the word. Now look at Acts of Apostles chapter 4. Sorry, did I say chapter 4? I'm sorry, chapter 6. Chapter 6 verse 4. So the knowledge of the word of God help us to be effective in the faith, to be productive as a believer, and we have a responsibility. And our responsibility is to read it. Now look at Acts chapter 6, verse 4. But will we, cont but will we what? give ourselves. <laughs> Acts chapter 6, verse 4. Oh, let me wait. A lot of people are still looking for it. Are we there? Okay. And look at what he said. But we will we give. Do you say that? Do you see that? It's deliberate. It's deliberate. You we will give ourselves. We will give ourselves. <laughs> we will give ourselves. Because things of the world will not want you to give yourself to read the word. But when we give ourselves, let's read it. We will give ourselves continually. That word continually means steadfastly. You know, that word continually is, is a powerful word. They talk about commitment. Even when you think you don't feel to read. That, that times I don't feel to read the word of God. But if I remember that, I have to deliberately read it. When I think, when I feel not to read it, actually it's the best time to read it. It says, we will give ourselves continually. To what? To prayer and what? And the ministry the word ministry means service of the word. Now, how do you serve the word if you don't read the word? So what am I trying to tell us in a nutshell is that one of the essence of God's knowledge or the, the knowledge of the word of God is that it enables us to be victorious in our faith. Secondly, it enables us to overcome sins and things that the enemy brings to us. Thirdly, it builds us up. But those things will not happen if you don't deliberately read the word. Nobody grows spiritually by default. 
I'll say it one more time. Nobody grows spiritual by default. No. It's the, you have to intentional. Make up time. And say, Lord, I want to grow in the knowledge of your word. And back then, you study the word. Now, okay, you are studied about the word with the church group. No, 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 I'm talking about on your own time. Yeah, everybody can, everybody can be good coming to church, you know, and study the word. But in your own time, growth takes place when you deliberately study the word of God on your own. That's when growth takes take place. And what happened? Now, what happens is that you are prioritizing the knowledge of the Word of God. At that moment, you are acting on the Word of God. You, you, you are living your life in a way that you let the devil know, I am not going to allow you to take what belongs to me because the truth, the revelation of God's Word is all I need in my life and in my faith. And that will affect your attitude. It will affect the way you reason. It will affect the way you relate to others. And it will affect the way you relate to God. Your understanding about Him enables you. In closing, The book of James. We need the word of God. They cannot live without the word of God. It's like taking fish out of out of water.
that means when we have an understanding of what the world has done, it affects us so that we will become a kind, a kind of first of, look at it, a kind of first fruit of his creature. That means a believer becomes the glory of God when you take responsibility or when you take the word of God the way it is, when you walk with the word of God. I don't know about you, but I made a decision in my life since I came up from my father's background. I said, I'm going to believe in you, no matter what. I'm going to believe in the word of God. you are looking for is in Christ. And the hard time a believer begins to struggle to know what is available for us. The best time Bye. 
Praise the Lord. As the ushers come forward this morning, uh, this morning is the, uh, the first Sunday of the month where we uh, have communion together. We, we partake in the elements together. Um, I asked this morning if